Hi guys, welcome back to my channel. If you're new here, my name is Sarah and I make videos on the ADHD experience. As always, I make podcast versions of my videos using the sound component that is linked down below as well as my ADHD playlist if you want to binge a bunch of uplifting, encouraging ADHD videos. And with that said, let's get on to the topic of today's video. So today I wanted to talk about something that is often a struggle if you have ADHD and you may have seen it in your own life, you may have observed it in others or in your kids if they have ADHD, and that is the topic of school and studying and grades and just education in general can often be a struggle for many different reasons that might be caused by your ADHD. There are a few things that I've learned from being a student myself, sometimes a good one, sometimes not a good one, and from being a tutor in a few different subjects when I was younger, and just thinking back over my education experience and having kids myself, there's some things that I've kind of compiled into a mental list that I want to talk about that I think would be helpful and I wish that I had known when I was in school. First of all, I think that sometimes it can be really hard to get enough support in school, especially as a kid. Even now with more understanding around ADHD, more data around ADHD and more solutions and treatments and things that can support your experience, I think school is still a place where a lot of kids with ADHD and a lot of adults with ADHD fall through the cracks. Um, and I think that my best advice for that is to, if it's you or even if it's your kids, to foster kind of a mental environment that does not allow for, how do I say this? To foster a mental environment that encourages a positive self-image and encourages the highlighting of a person's strengths. Sometimes it's strengths because of their ADHD, sometimes it's despite their ADHD, or sometimes their strengths are just totally unrelated to ADHD. But I think that in the education system, people with ADHD quite often are very, very discouraged and made to feel a lot of negative things about themselves that are not true and also that can affect them for the rest of their lives. I speak from experience. I think that that is a very important thing if you are an adult going through school or if you have kids going through school experiencing what it's like to have ADHD in education. I think that kind of beefing up your mental security around your self-image so that your experience in school doesn't have as much power over coloring your identity and your idea of what you are capable of. I think that's extremely important. So my next tip kind of touches on a similar concept. And basically it is just, if my first tip was to guard your mental health and your emotional health, and if part of that is to understand your strengths and live and walk through the world in a way that tries to highlight those, my next tip is to really figure out how you can use your strengths in your school experience. And if possible, bonus points, if you can advocate for yourself or if, if you're a parent of a child, if you can advocate for your child in school and advocate for their strengths because school is a chance for you to learn how to be a citizen, how to be an adult, how to be a professional, how to be a functioning member of society. And if you have ADHD, likely your education system was not built for the way you learn or the way that you think. 
And so you kind of have to do a little bit more work than other people might have to do in tailoring your education experience and making it work for you. So if the goal in mind is to prepare yourself or prepare your child for their future or for your future, then it stops being so much about doing things the way that they insist you do them in school in so much as you might have influence over that. And it stops being so much about grades, though I know that's very important in a lot of cases. Um, But it actually kind of just adds an emphasis on a thought process that says, okay, this situation is going to be really hard at times more than others. And I'm going to have a different experience than the person sitting next to me. But my goal is to make this work for me. My goal is to make this a thing that can shape me for my future. And I think if you keep that mindset and use it to help like justify almost your strengths and the way that you do learn and the way that you do operate and the way that you do think, I think that you're going to come out of your education a lot more prepared as a person with ADHD. So for me, I remember coming out of education and just like hitting the world smack in my face And just kind of realizing that I had a long process ahead of me that would require me to reconcile what's in my brain and what's outside of it. Because in education, I was expected to learn a certain way. And I couldn't, but I was still expected to. And I wasn't really aware that there were other options in life, in the world. And so I think that like, if it's possible to do that reconciliation slowly throughout your education, that is something that could be very helpful. And it makes the change from school to the world a little bit less shocking. Okay, my next tip is what I call know before you go. And basically this involves creating some buy-in for your brain on a particular subject. So if you are about to start a physics class and maybe it's your first physics class you've ever taken, um, if you're concerned that physics is something that you might not be super motivated by, not be super excited by, or not find a lot of dopamine in, and that that might cause you to fall behind and to not be able to succeed. If you're concerned about those things, what I recommend is to know before you go, which involves just doing a little bit, like dipping your toes in the water of that subject. By dipping your toes in the subject, maybe it involves reading some articles that are about physics, but also about something that you do enjoy. So that's linking the questionable topic to something that you know has dopamine in it for you so that you can carry that interest into the class. It might involve doing the same thing, but with YouTube videos or maybe podcasts, um, just so that you can, A, like I said, find some common ground with your interests if that's possible. And if it's not possible, the other function it serves is that it gives you some buy-in. It gives you like a little feeling of success as though you're going into the class because you are with a little bit of experience already. Because what happens is when you show up on your first day of class and if you've never studied physics before in any capacity, it's very easy to get overwhelmed. This goes for any subject, but it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all of the new information, the expectations, the fact that you're not sure if you're even interested in the subject. But if you can bring with you to that first day a little bit of knowledge under your belt, that is like having a small win already on your first day. And that small win is often, as we know with people with ADHD, often that's all you need in order to start the ball rolling to create momentum. And because momentum begets more momentum, that's kind of how momentum works, that could really, really set you up for a totally different experience in that class than you might have had if you didn't have that little 
prep work done. And this doesn't have to be overwhelming. I recommend typically starting with the broad strokes of a subject so that you have general ideas of what you might start hearing in the first few days of class that you can immediately jump on board with. Like, oh, I've heard this before. I've done a little bit of this before. I've been exposed to it. And so I think that makes me feel a little tiny measure of success. And I think I can do this, right? This also gives your brain some context to plug in the concepts that you're going to be learning about in the first few days, first few weeks of your class, so that you feel like you've seen a little bit of the big picture and you're kind of just getting the little pieces and figuring out where they fit into that picture you already had an idea of. So the next one that I wanna talk about is using things like connections, patterns, and analogies, as these are things that the ADHD brain really likes and the ADHD brain is really skilled at. So making connections and bridging the gap between what you are learning and what you already know. That's the concept behind all of these things, connections, patterns, and analogies. And so it's so much easier to recognize where your new learning fits into your current understanding if you can see where the common ground is, where the similarities are, or where the patterns are. So for example, when I was learning Spanish, I would always have, if there were words that were hard to remember or they weren't as intuitive to learn or to memorize, I would always have like little analogies or little rhymes or little patterns that I would point out and like take notes on. I use this in tutoring Spanish as well because it really helps people even without ADHD to make those connections and to kind of wire that information in place so that they can access it later. And the last tip I have is actually kind of a specific one. I hope it fits into the rest of this, but you can let me know if you find it useful. And it touches on a really specific scenario that I know I found myself in a lot of the times in education, which is sometimes when you are especially taking a test, I think if there's any kind of pressure or a timed nature of an activity, um, this happens more so. And that is what I call getting locked out of the answer. So if you're answering math questions and you know how to do something, but for some reason you cannot access that information, you're locked out from it. And you're like, I don't think that's right, but I cannot seem to access the procedure, the process, the information that I need to solve this thing, even though I've done it a million times. And that can be super frustrating this also comes up when you're like reading over your test results. Um, math is a good example for this, but reading over results of a test that you've taken and you're like, why did I put that answer? That was such a stupid answer only because I knew the actual answer. I just couldn't access it in that moment. And so I call this getting locked out because it's knowledge that you have. Usually you have access to it, but in that moment you are just locked out either knowingly or unknowingly. And so there are ways that if you have ADHD, you may be able to work with your school or your professor and try and create a scenario where when you're taking that test, the pressure is lessened. But if you can't do that, or even if you do, but you still need a little bit of help in this department, this is what I recommend doing. One, I recommend slowing down. Sometimes if you're really confident in something, you can complete a test or a worksheet or a form really quickly. And then there might be like a couple questions that you're like, oh, I just answered that really stupidly because I know how to do it, but I just wasn't taking the time. So I say slow down and also connect the process of answering that question to something kinetic. I think in my uneducated mind that it's because you're causing yourself to use more parts of your brain when you're doing something physically active 
as well as just like using whatever part of the brain is working on that subject at the moment. And for me, honestly, I think that in a classroom setting or a test taking setting, often the best thing is writing something with your hand. And so maybe one of the accommodations you can have for test taking and, and a lot of people, professors and teachers will allow this anyway, is to just be able to have a pencil and a piece of paper next to you in case you run into a time where you really just need to involve your physical body in the solving of this problem. And I think that it forces you to kind of slow down a little bit more and be more intentional and just have more ability to access that information or that process because more of your brain is involved. Okay, so that is it for today. I have more tips for school and education and I will probably film those at another time. If you have any questions, let me know down below or if anything in this video was helpful for you or encouraging, let me know that as well. Don't forget to check out the podcast and my ADHD playlist and I will see you in my next video. Bye.